Hi guys, good evening. I just ended a long day of work and I was fully prepared to go to sleep because it's been a long day but someone, one of my students actually, just sent me a screenshot of their Spotify wrapped and I was their top podcast and it's just like people have been sending me screenshots of their Spotify wrapped and you know sometimes I'm in it I'm in a top podcast and I'm like oh my goodness you listen to me speak you take time out of your day to listen to me ramble and that is so crazy to me it's like my little existence has an impact has a very real impact on someone else's life and I feel like I don't deserve that kind of power and because I feel like I don't deserve that kind of power I I I I feel like an imposter, but also because this entire year has been me dealing and overcoming imposter syndrome, I'm going to tackle that imposter syndrome head-on by telling myself I deserve to be on someone's top podcast of 2022 and that I put in the effort. And to be frank, I feel really bad sometimes when I think about my podcast because when I started it at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a podcast host now. I'm going to update it every single week. I'm going to be the best podcast host ever. And then I just got so busy, it no longer became a priority to me. And to me, it feels like I almost at something because I wasn't consistent enough with it and I'm trying to reframe the way I think about it because well for you listening I'm pretty sure that you have also given up on something you're really looking forward to at some point in time and if you feel bad thinking about it that's natural that is exactly how I feel about my podcast but really you have to solutions um, two steps actually two steps to take one is you go back and pick up right where you left off and you continue with a little bit more consistency than before or number two you tell yourself that well you had fun doing it it taught you some valuable lessons and you know it's okay now even if you don't keep up with that hobby or that commitment anymore because you've outgrown it and you're ready for a new chapter in your life both responses are perfectly valid and for me i'm taking the first one because this podcast has really brought me a lot of joy i have read all your comments and your feedback on a podcast and wow it's so heartwarming i think it's so crazy that we have a little community and speaking of community we have a new page on our website it's part of my company's website so i run a company it's an edutech company based in singapore called classical club but it's not classical that with that ends in al ends in an le because for jesse and we wanted it to rhyme with popsicle so now you know the origins of the name so we have like a little community page now on our website it is so cute i will link it in the description and on it is just there's just pictures of the entire community having fun and it blows my mind to think that there are real people being impacted by what I do and what and and what I felt and it's so crazy to me normalize not giving context because I feel embarrassed to give context about what I've been doing the entire past year because it's really just felt like such a whirlwind and it felt like so many lucky bricks and second chances that I didn't actually deserve and now I'm struggling with imposter syndrome all over again. You see, I've spoken about imposter syndrome twice 
and it hasn't even been four minutes. But it's fine. If you can't already tell, I have not planned out the script. I used to script out my podcast. So if you listen to the first few podcasts, you can tell. Okay, I don't know if you can tell. I, I tried to make it not very obvious, but it was scripted. Not word for word, but I had points as to what I wanted to talk about. So it was fairly structured in that manner. But I'm no longer doing that. And it's definitely not because I'm really lazy. And it's definitely not because I am so caught up with work that I don't even have time to breathe sometimes. But it's just because I want it to sound really organic. Hmm, and maybe that's the second reason. It's because I I think, I would like to think that I have gotten a lot better at composing my thoughts lately and I might be capable of coming up with an entire podcast episode that might be stream of consciousness but also makes perfect sense and hopefully contains nuggets of informational advice that you might feel helpful. So... Someone said that my podcast was a lovely companion during the bus rides to school. Someone said that my podcast was a great companion when they're doing the chores. And if you're listening to this, no matter what you're doing, I am so glad that you're spending time with me right now. And you know that I have locked a lot of my podcasts such that only subscribers can listen to it. And it's actually because I'm a, I'm ashamed of them. I listen back and, and I cringe and I think to myself, what was I saying? What was I thinking? Why was my brain working like that? I do not want to listen to this weird, bimbo, creepy, annoying, obnoxious girl speak or utter another word. And then I just cringe. And then I, I want to delete it, but it's like, my younger self put her entire heart and soul into it. So just put it. I just lock it. Such an only subscriber. So only me and my two other subscribers can listen to it. Okay, I, I don't know how many subscribers I have. I haven't checked. I think it might be two. It might be a little more. I might have zero. I have no clue. Ah! Okay. So right now, time check. It is 10.56pm. About 10 minutes ago, I sent a message in my Telegram channel and I asked people for to send me some questions anonymously so that I could answer my podcast. And now I'm going to check it and it's just going to be really embarrassing if I, if nobody has asked me any questions. I sure hope some pe- someone has like asked me a question. Okay, I'm going to check now. I'm keying in my password. Oh my gosh! Okay, I got one question. Okay la, one question in 10 minutes. That's not so bad. Okay, so this question is on pressure. Oh, being pressured to be like something or someone at a certain age. Wow, I am good at this. I am... An industry leader, a thought leader in a field of peer pressure, or family pressure, or just societal pressure and expectations. Let me preface this by saying that I am still slowly trying to figure it out. I do not know everything, and if you have any idea, you can just share it with me. By the way, if the audio quality sounds horrible, it's actually because, um, you know, I bought a mic earlier this year because I was so dedicated to my podcast. Then I, I misplaced it, actually. I have no idea where the microphone is. And this is so fiscally irresponsible of me because the microphone was not cheap. 
And then now it's just gone. I will find it. I am committed to finding it. Please remind me again. If you hear my next few episodes being utterly horrible in quality, you know that it's because this bitch was far too lazy to dig out her microphone. That was supposed to be an investment, but it's now a white elephant. Okay, back to the question. Okay, so the question is on pressure. And because this is so broad, I'm going to break it down into a few subtopics. So first one is the idea of pressure in school to behave or talk in a certain way. And I can tell you, I gave into peer pressure so many times. So in secondary school, I did not have an iPhone, you know. So I didn't have an iPhone and everyone else around me had an iPhone. And I had I had a Lenovo phone. So it was a, a nice white black Lenovo phone. And it was functional, but it was not an iPhone, you know. And picture quality wise, if you guys... <laughs> okay, not to sound like an Android hater, but if you guys go onto Instagram and you look at Instagram stories filmed on an iPhone versus those filmed in an Android, you can tell that there's a, qu- there's a quality difference. I'm not going to say which is better than which because I don't want to get cancelled. I don't know why anyone would cancel me over this, but uh, you know, it's just like my inner creator paranoia speaking. So I didn't have an iPhone and I wanted an iPhone so badly. And then I got an iPhone when I was sec 4. And I was like, damn, I have an iPhone. I'm one of them. And I still, f- and I, and I still feel like an outcast. And I, I have an iPhone now. I even have a MacBook. And I have an iPad. And I have AirPods. And I have an Apple Watch. I basically have the entire ecosystem. And it has not made me any happier person. So that was a really lame anecdote designed to show you exactly how stupid giving in to dumb standards of what is cool and what is not actually is. Let me tell you what else I gave in to. Everyone went to PS Cafe when I was in secondary school. And I couldn't afford it. But I really wanted to go to PS Cafe, and I went, when I finally went to PS Cafe last year, it was utterly underwhelming. I bet you guys were expecting some very insightful discourse on not giving in to peer pressure and standing up for yourself, and all you got were really lame stories on an iPhone versus PS Cafe. So I promise that I'm going to exercise some of my remaining brain cells to share with you a little more about the pressure to do well to overachieve because it's something I am struggling with so bad and in conjunction with that I'm trying my very best to stay true to myself to be respectful to everyone around me to essentially be a good person and it is incredibly difficult and on top of that I have to ensure I don't come off as tone deaf you know I have to ensure that even amidst all the privilege I enjoy I don't come off as entitled or privileged. And let me tell you, that is pretty difficult, but it has made me a lot more discerning of the words I choose to use and my actions. Okay, deep breath, breathe out. Okay, so, wow. I think I made an episode before on the pressure to do everything and to do everything right. And if you feel as though you're not doing everything right, you feel worthless, you feel as though all the self-worth you had that was so closely tied to your achievements or accomplishments don't actually amount to anything. And for me, what has really helped detach my self-worth 
to whatever material accomplishments I have is try to pretend to be a little kid. So, okay. So when I say this, I mean that, um, hmm, how do I frame this elegantly? Okay, I'm not going to frame this elegantly. I'm going to frame this in the most awkward and childish manner possible. So I volunteer frequently, right? And I get to meet people from all walks of life. It's an extraordinarily eye-opening experience. I volunteer because I understand that I come from a place of privilege. And while, you know, I cannot like... Okay, not that I cannot, but I refuse to admit that I'm not privileged because I am Chinese and I am to some extent conventionally attractive and I have a, a loving and supportive family and community and in that aspect I I enjoy a lot of advantages that other people don't. So when I volunteer I try my very best to get out of my little bubble and meet new people, talk to them and learn as much as possible from them. And one of the really important life lessons okay listen up it's a life lesson that i'm gonna share with you is from this nine-year-old kid so i work with her weekly so i tutor her primary school math english even chinese you know like i am like a one-trick pony i can tutor everything <laughs> okay but to be fair she is primary school that that that's why i can do it so she is unfailingly bubbly you know she she's just happy that's like her default mode so if she's not hungry, if she's not uncomfortable, if she's not complaining about the heat or the aircon, she's just happy, you know. She doesn't need the newest iPhone. She doesn't need to go to PS Cafe to be happy. She just is. And it's a, a default state. And I think that's something we should all learn from. Like, the world will literally be so much easier if we stop trying to chase the short-lived euphoria of winning the lottery or getting a good grade on the test or getting a text back from that stupid Tinder date and just try to be happy. So right now, if you're listening to this and you don't have chronic back pain and if you're not desperately hungry and if you're not sweating buckets in a humid Singaporean weather, then I hope you're feeling very happy right now. Also, you get to listen to my brilliant podcast, which suggests that you already have life on easy mode. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. Well, one of my biggest fears is people not understanding my sense of humor, and then they did just like, oh, you know, she's a little bitch, that's rather tone deaf. Also, I just refreshed, and I realized no one has asked me any question in the past 11 minutes. And I'm not going to be sad about it, you know. I'm just going to think to myself, oh, you know, that means that my followers are leading really happy and fulfilling lives and they're not spending time on their phone they're not spending time on their phones which is fantastic because that's what i encourage people to do not to doom scroll not to consume content mindlessly but to do so in a meaningful manner oh someone asked a question Siala, wow i feel popular okay so this person talked about feeling insecure about their looks oh i can relate to this okay I, um, if that came off as tone deaf, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, it's like, you know, for like, girls, wow, this is such a 21st century and such a privileged sentiment to hold. But for girls that are, that meet some societal standard of conventional attractiveness, it's, how do I put it? it's easier for them to avoid conversations on attractiveness because they, they might be aware that they're conventionally attractive, but they also understand that if they deny that, they'll come as, as, as tone deaf or 
basically lacking self-awareness. And if they admit that, okay, yes, I do have specific features that conform to this particular standard of beauty, it might come off as arrogant or overly haughty and oh, I have I am no stranger to online criticism which is why I just avoid conversations like that but I'm just gonna put it out there that I do struggle with my self-esteem right now I, I'm looking at myself in the mirror I have a little mirror on my table and I feel very unattractive basically my skin is very sensitive so it flares up easily and then I have these little I have three red bumps on my nose they're not pimples I don't get acne thankfully but because my skin is so sensitive it flares up easily and my skin is very thin so you can see the blood vessels on my face you can't tell that from pictures because I put on concealer I'm, I'm terribly insecure about it so I put on concealer that's why you can you, you can't see it on my social media profiles unless I post a video without makeup lah. and my brows are uneven I haven't gotten them done in a while and my lashes are very short I have classic Asian lashes okay so before I turn this into a segue into how unattractive I feel I'm just going to put it out there that everyone feels this way and if you feel unattractive you are not alone in doing so and that it's so important to detach yourself well from how you look and how you feel and it's so much easier to feel good about yourself when you're doing things that give you that serotonin spike and I don't mean things like eating junk food or sugary stuff I mean things like helping others giving a compliment making someone feel like they're the most special person in the world. Essentially, when you start to feel too insecure about your body, it's usually because you're spending too much time thinking about yourself. That's why unhappy people can be so selfish because they place themselves, they're the number one priority and it's very difficult for them to comprehend a world that's not centered around them. But... You want to shift your worldview away from that. You want to slowly acknowledge that there are so many other people co- coexisting in the same universe as you. And that even if you have a little bump on your nose, it doesn't change the way the world functions. And once you start to help others, once you start to you know see those genuine smiles, and instead of feeling as though you're making a real impact on that community, that little red bump starts to become a little more insignificant. This will not happen overnight. This will take years. This will take a very long time. You might not... You might never get to the point where you're completely neutral about the way you look, but you will get there. And it's so much easier once you gain some some semblance of self-awareness. And I wish someone had told me this when I was in secondary school and feeling so painfully insecure about my body and my face and everything lah. The way I, I walked, the way I talked, even. Oh, this is going to make me tear up. I think it's too late at night for me to have to think about my poor younger self. <sighs> I think my poor younger self was just trying the very best she could and it just turned out that her best wasn't enough. Okay. Let me see, someone else asked another question. Oh, I have a lot more questions now. (sighs) 
someone actually asked about how I have deep work sessions. Okay, that's on productivity. This is probably going to be the last question I answer before I go off to bed because I am very tired. It is past my bedtime. I go to bed at 11, but it is past my bedtime. But anything for you guys, okay? Anything for this podcast. So for deep work sessions, I have some general rules that I follow. Let me drink some water now. Put off your... Um, sorry, not put off. Switch off your phone. Switch off any distractions. If you're doing work on your laptop, close all the distracting tabs and focus only on work. Stay hydrated also. I like to eat mints, like... My favorite mints are blackcurrant flavor ones. I love those. They're, they're my favorite. They keep me awake. Stay hydrated as well. <coughs> oh, I love drinking water after eating a mint. That feeling is unparalleled. I hope I'm not the only one that feels this way. I hope you guys all enjoy drinking water after eating a mint. It is, it is so. It is a. Um, what is that word? Okay, it slipped my mind. That's not very slay of me. I'm supposed to be a writer and an essayist. I'm supposed to be a wordsmith. But words are failing me right now. Okay, and also limit how much time you spend doing deep work. Lie. Don't, don't expect yourself to be in that session of intense focus for more than 8 hours. So usually my deep work sessions are about 2 to 3 hours. Then I'll go and eat lunch, go work out, talk to a friend or whatever. And then come back. Oh, you know, today I was speaking to Ali. I was on the phone with Ali. I missed Ali. Ali Teo, she is a really good friend of mine. She is the sweetest. I love spending time with her. She is so compassionate and thoughtful. And she's just a child. She is one year younger than me. But she, I believe that she's wise beyond her years. And I think she's an absolute sweetheart. She's just so nice talking to her and catching up. That I even noticed more than an hour had passed. I was like, crap, I got more work to do. Okay, so that was all. So this is a very short 20-minute episode. I hope it was nice and fun to listen to. I'm so glad that you made time for me today. And I am beyond honored that you're listening to my voice right now. Wow, that makes me feel special. And I hope you know that you are just as special and you are so cool and swaggy. And I hope you have an amazing day ahead, okay? I want to film more podcast episodes so you guys can just guilt trip me. Just, just like guilt trip me, like send me messages, send me anonymous messages, leave me comments telling me that I haven't updated in a while and you missed my podcast and that guilt tripping will, will work 99% of the time because I am a chronic people pleaser. Okay, good night. Bye bye. I'm going off to bed.